This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Today is December 7th, 2019. On this day in 1992, a grand jury indicted Lyle and Eric Menendez for murdering their parents in Beverly Hills, California over three years earlier. At first, a clever alibi kept them out of prison, but their inability to keep their mouths shut proved to be their undoing. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a ParCast original. Due to the graphic nature of today's crimes, listener discretion is advised. Extreme caution is advised for listeners under 13. Today we're covering the day Eric and Lyle Menendez were indicted for murdering their parents. Although they'd been arrested in March 1990, the judicial process was held up for over two years. Let's go back to December 7th, 1992, when a grand jury finally had enough evidence to take the next step. Court was in session, finally. Over two years after Eric and Lyle Menendez were arrested for murdering their parents, Jose and Kitty, a grand jury would be deciding whether or not to indict them. The police hadn't arrested the Menendez brothers on a whim. In fact, they had one of the most valuable pieces of evidence investigators can get their hands on, a taped confession. 22-year-old Eric Menendez had confessed that he and his 24-year-old brother, Lyle, had bought shotguns two days before they killed their parents. The night of the murders, they bought tickets to the new Batman movie, but they never watched it. Instead, the brothers walked into Jose and Kitty Menendez's Beverly Hills home and brutally killed the two people who had given them life. He described how they cleaned up the shotgun casings, but didn't worry about leaving fingerprints. After all, it was their parents' house. There were traces of Eric and Lyle everywhere. Once they had cleaned up, they threw the guns into a canyon in the Santa Monica Mountains and tossed their bloody clothes in a gas station dumpster. Then they returned to their parents' house and called the police. Within days, they were using their murdered parents' money to buy Rolex watches and lease oceanfront condos. This confession was all the evidence the prosecutors needed to move forward with the trial. However, Eric Menendez had made the confession to his therapist, Dr. Jerome Ozeal, which led to some problems. The brothers' lawyers argued that this damning evidence shouldn't be admissible because of therapist-patient confidentiality. It was a valid point. 
In the state of California, a therapist could only reveal their conversations with patients under specific circumstances. But the prosecutors believed that one of these circumstances was met. After confessing, Lyle threatened to kill Dr. Ozeal if he revealed the contents of their conversation. And a life-threatening situation for the therapist was one of the rare circumstances where doctor-patient confidentiality could be abandoned. As soon as Ozeal's life was in danger, he was legally permitted to take the tapes of his sessions with Eric to the police. Or at least that's what the prosecuting attorneys were arguing. But the brothers' lawyers weren't going down without a fight. In order to block the tape's release, they brought the question of doctor-patient confidentiality to the California Supreme Court. The hearing took place on June 4, 1992, over a year after the Menendez brothers were arrested. Ultimately, tapes from only two of the four tapes were ruled admissible. The other two were barred because there was insufficient evidence of threats to warrant disclosure. It was a major setback for the prosecution. One of the barred tapes included both brothers admitting to the murder. If the taped confession had been allowed in court, the case would be a no-brainer. Without it, Eric and Lyle could plausibly plead not guilty. However, the tapes that were allowed still contained evidence that the police could link to the murder. For instance, investigators had been able to use Eric's discussion about buying the guns to track the purchase to a Big Five in San Diego. It wasn't the same as a full confession, but it was enough to take in front of a grand jury. On December 7, 1992, Eric and Lyle Menendez were officially indicted on two counts of murder. The trial could officially move forward, but getting a conviction would prove to be more difficult than the prosecutors anticipated. Coming up, a judicial misstep complicates the Menendez murder trial. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all, but it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Now, back to the story. On December 7, 1992, 22-year-old Eric Menendez and his 24-year-old brother Lyle were indicted on two counts of murder for killing their parents. Despite rock-solid evidence from the prosecutors, the case wasn't as simple as it should have been. Although they were charged with the same crimes, Eric and Lyle had to be tried separately. However, because many of the witnesses would be involved in both trials, the two juries would hear testimony at the same time. The trials officially began on July 20, 1993. If Eric and Lyle were found guilty, they would be eligible for the death sentence. The defense knew denying that the brothers had killed their parents would be a fool's errand. 
Rather than fight the facts, they decided to reframe them. If the lawyers successfully introduced enough doubt in the jurors' minds, it could save the brothers' lives. The Menendez brothers weren't two deranged siblings who killed their parents in cold blood. No, they were traumatized children who suffered years of physical and sexual abuse at their parents' hands. When the brothers killed Jose and Kitty Menendez, they were merely fighting back. According to their testimonies, they planned the killings after Eric revealed to Lyle that their father had been sexually abusing him for 12 years. Lyle, too, had allegedly suffered their father's abuse as a child. After confronting their father for what he did, they believed they had to kill him in order to save their own lives. For the argument to stick, the defense lawyers had to prove that Eric and Lyle were in imminent danger. If they could convince the jurors, then the charges could be reduced to manslaughter instead of first-degree murder. Because there was no hard evidence to prove their case, the defense turned to testimony from teachers, friends, family, and child abuse experts. The goal was to paint Jose and Kitty Menendez as violent monsters who repeatedly threatened their sons' lives. However, the prosecution was ready for them. Under cross-examination, they were able to poke holes in Eric and Lyle's stories. On several occasions, the brothers got caught in lies and inconsistent stories. It was a long, drawn-out battle. After a six-month trial, on January 10, 1994, Eric's jury announced their verdict. They hadn't been able to come to a decision. The jury was officially deadlocked. Even though the evidence that Jose and Kitty Menendez were abusive was flimsy at best, enough doubt had entered the jurors' minds that they were unable to come to a unified decision. The jury in Lyle's trial was deadlocked as well. Against all odds, the defense's gambit had worked for the moment. Because the juries were deadlocked, the judge presiding over the case ordered a retrial. But this time, Eric and Lyle would be tried together. The case was far simpler the second time around. With the new judge restricting media in the courtroom, the joint trial had much less publicity. And although it took a further two years, Eric and Lyle were declared guilty of murder on April 17, 1996. The entire process had taken seven years. The Menendez brothers avoided the death sentence, but were still sentenced to life in prison. With no real evidence to back up their claims that their parents were abusive, the impression most people took from the case was that Eric and Lyle Menendez were little more than two spoiled brats who were so delusional that they thought they could get away with literal murder. But even with all the money in the world, the Menendez brothers were unable to escape justice. For them, the days of Rolex watches and fancy cars are long gone, replaced by a tiny cell and the knowledge that they will never again 
be free men. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Today in True Crime is a ParCast original. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other ParCast originals for free on Spotify. Not only does Spotify already have all of your favorite music, but now Spotify is making it easy for you to enjoy all of your favorite ParCast originals, like Today in True Crime, for free, from your phone, desktop, or smart speaker. To stream Today in True Crime on Spotify, just open the app and type Today in True Crime in the search bar. At ParCast, we're grateful for you, our listeners. You allow us to do what we love. Let us know how we're doing. Reach out on Facebook and Instagram at ParCast and Twitter at ParCast Network. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime was created by Max Cutler and is a ParCast Studios original. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Carrie Murphy, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro and Carly Madden. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Alex Benedon, with writing assistance by Abigail Cannon and Maggie Admire. I'm Vanessa Richardson. 